Uh, hello. This is the last episode of me and AJ's podcast. AJ could not make it. He wasn't feeling well today, and he had a bunch of stuff to do. So, and then the final episode. This is going to be my favorite. We have a special guest star, my little cat. Anyway, we're going to be discussing parody and satire in this book, and what I think of it by myself. So for the first part of the podcast, we will be talking about satire in the book. So as you know, most fairy tales portray women in not the smartest ways, such as the books. Um, Lilith Riding Hood, you know, she kind of seems oblivious to the fact most of the story. Um, Sleeping Beauty. She, she seems very helpless and they're all and the one thing I can take out of every, almost every single fairy tale is they're portrayed clueless and in the book there's no exception Buttercup is very clueless she's not very aware of her surroundings and of what she feels sometimes because I feel like the love story between Wesley and Buttercup, either there has to be satire or just not very much quote unquote true love. Because it says they're you know, they're soulmates. They're they're the only people that are in true love. But I don't see that whatsoever. Wesley and Buttercup, like Wesley always liked her. But Buttercup only started liking him when he was getting taken away and I can see this as you know you gotta appreciate what you have before you lose it but in another way that just seems like a bratty little farm girl realizing hey man like sure I mean I don't do anything to deserve this but I should get it and that's found in around the first couple pages of the book you know after the intro and like even after they meet up again buttercup doesn't recognize him i don't understand that whatsoever because you know doesn't develop a different voice maybe she forgot what he sounded like because you know it's it's real life people do that but I, I don't understand that. If that's your true love. If I heard my best friend's voice calling me from the hallway while I'm in, you know, some boring class, I'd be like, hey, hey, what's up, man? And like, it, I, I just need to hear his voice and his mentality and how he's acting. I can understand and I know that's him. But your true love, you don't know it's him when he saves you that does not seem like true love and that's why I think that part of the book might be satire and I'm not saying it's sad but you know if a book about true love the people in the book can't even find true love maybe it's just a well 
Maybe I'll talk about that later in the podcast. Hopefully I didn't bore you guys with this part. Um, I'll be back after this segment. Now, for this part, I'm going to be diving into more parody and how this kind of feels like the whole big parody. You know, the satire part, it's just kind of hard to believe that someone's going to push an agenda like that, like... Especially for a male, like, you would expect someone from the female point of view to push that, but whatever. So I kind of feel this more as a parody, making fun of them, and I like parodies more, more enjoyable. Um, They're just a lot more fun to watch, because you don't have to think of any movement trying to be made by the form. And in this book, I mean... Most signs point to it being a parody, such as like the character getting kidnapped two times, three if you count her, like not wanting to go with Prince Humperdinck. Like, what book have you not had where a character gets in a damsel in distress situation that's, you know, female, probably a princess, you know? And they get captured. This this thing pulls a whole entire Mario. Okay? She gets captured two times. Arguably three. And like... That's just satire. I mean, the first time... Arguably Prince Humperdinck getting her. You know, making him, her marry him unconditionally. Then we got um, Inigo, Physic, and Vizzini. You know, taking her... Because they got paid in cash money. Then we got the man in black, aka Wesley, coming out of nowhere. Hoping. He's like, oh, he kidnapped her. Like, hell. But anyway, that's definitely satire. Okay? I mean, parody. I'm sorry. I can't speak. But anyway, I mean,. Like, that's definitely a parody. You guys have to agree with me on that part. Like, it almost happens in every stage of a book, you know? But this happens three times in the first half of the book. Three times. You know? You don't see books like that. And that's why I think um, Goldman is trying to push no agenda because he's making fun of it okay what agenda is there to push okay it's it's made up characters and maybe that can go deep into you you know i mean books are deep escape outlet but i feel like this book was just made for entertainment like almost every other book satire are, are a lot shorter. They're very, very short. So this has to be a parody. You know, the only reason I did the satire segment was to know 
look at the text with two ideas and preferences. But, I mean, the one I agree most with is a parody. And so, yeah, those are my thoughts. We about, we're almost done with this. So, see you in part four. Okay, bye. End of segment. So, for this final segment, I'm just going to be wrapping both parts and my final conclusions of the whole entire book for the whole entire podcast. Um, my first disclosure is that it's been awesome making this podcast. It's been one of my favorite things to do, you know? And I really appreciate getting this opportunity to express myself creatively creativity through a source of entertainment that I actually watch. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't like making book, tra- like, say, book trailers. But podcast, something that I can relate to. And I really appreciate me getting this opportunity But anyway, let's talk about parody and satire in the book to wrap this thing up. So my final thoughts. Is this book a parody or is this book a satire? And I think me and if AJ was here would agree that it's definitely a parody. I don't think there's any point of pushing this as a like satire because what would you be fighting for like in a satire we learned in class the um modest proposal you know it starts off trying to fix a problem about you know um like a famine in ireland and then it ends up with like eating children and it's trying to point out that there's a serious problem and we should take care of it but I mean, in this book, what's the serious problem? Like, honestly. Maybe he was trying to push in society or in fairy tales, but if it's in fairy tales, I mean, it's not that big of a deal because, you know, it's just an expression of writing. I mean, anything can be an expression. People can have their own opinions. Doesn't mean they're right. But also doesn't mean they're wrong. If you don't agree with them. So. There's no point of pushing a satire movement. On fairy tales. So. William Goldman seems like a a terrific dude. I would love to have a face to face conversation with him. About his writing style. Because. It's very creative. But anyway, guys, uh, as my last few seconds of this go by, um, you're never probably going to hear from me in this podcast again. And me and AJ, if he was here, would like to say thank you for listening. Have a good day and peace out.